Hello everyone, and this is episode 8 of Going Beyond Salvation. This is season 3, and this is your host, Jess Robinson. And this is going to be kind of an odd layout. Um, As I'm recording this, I'm in my home. And this is during the time with with the whole COVID-19 pandemic. But what is happening is I am... Currently, in uh, in a school board meeting, watching that on Zoom. But right now, they are in executive session, and so I am essentially I'm essentially just waiting for them to get out of executive session. So there may be. A break that shows up if they they come back from executive session and I will know because the screen will come back on and I will just say that I'm going into a quick break and we'll finish up when they're done so I don't know when they will be done because sometimes they are um, you know and It just depends what they're in executive session for. And this is dealing with some of the financials and the budget. And as they're talking about right now, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with the budget. And it's probably going to be a little scary to try to figure out what to do for a budget when we really don't know with this whole thing with COVID-19. So it might be a little bit longer that they will be in there because that's something that they're probably going to be honestly discussing about what's what's happening and it's a discussion that's being held you know in a lot of areas and so you know as I'm thinking about it you know you know just be praying be praying for your officials your governors even the president because they're having to make really tough decisions right now because of this whole thing with COVID-19 and and how it's affecting the economy you know, I, I praise our, our governor here in Wyoming. He actually uh, started opening up, you know, like hair salons, just little small steps that we're taking to try to get our economy, you know, kind of going back. You know, there's some businesses that had to shut down. They had no choice. But, you know, restaurants could still remain open. They just had to do curbside only. Um, he didn't totally put us in shelter in place. You know, we're still doing our worship services through drive-in services. And there's some people that just do, you know, some churches that are doing virtual services. We were not totally sheltered in, as most people are saying. Uh, I know in Teton County, they, they, they're, um, here in Wyoming, their official was a little bit more stricter, uh, compared to Park County, um, but a lot of people in Park County uh, did decide to stay home. So, you know, we're, we're ready to kind of go back to work. And, you know, like for me, it's getting nicer outside. And so it's like we really want to start camping. And I think that's something, a discussion that's going to be happening uh, this week about opening up our national parks and stuff. Because, I mean, you can social distance in a national park. And I don't think we're going to have... You know, the tourists that we usually do, we have a lot of foreigners here by now from Japan and France usually come in about this time. Um, 
I think Australia shows up about this time. Usually they're about later, but so we'll see, you know. I think this is the year where I think us locals get to enjoy Yellowstone National Park and and not have to worry about people trying to touch the bison. <laughs> so, you know, we'll just have Photoshop pictures of us petting the, the bison, bison this year. So just kind of talking about um, our uh, daily reading. You know, we go into verse 18 of, of chapter 16 of Deuteronomy. And we'll just kind of break down some of this. Um, you know, Moses is, you know, kind of laying out some things. And, you know, he talks about appointing judges and officials, you know, for each of their tribes. You know, it's just... You know, we can relate to that today, you know, in society, we have our judges, we have our mayors, we have our town councils and, you know, our government, you know, kind of has similar things where there's just these different levels of government, you know, I just wanted to kind of point out that neat, neat, neat deal. And then he talks about, you know, worshiping other gods, you know. That they were to purge evil. That was something that stood out to me in this part. And, um, you know, the Israelites at that time, they were commanded to keep themselves pure by removing from among them those who lived ungodly lives and transgressed the covenant. And here in the New Testament, you know, you, you know, like the, it's kind of funny here in Wyoming, we actually have monks. We actually have a monastery. There's one out in Clark. And I, last I knew they were working on one outside of Matitsi, um, another monastery out there. And the monks are, are very secluded there is a way, like, if you go out to Clark, probably not right now with COVID-19, but you could go out to Clark if you went out to the monastery and there was a place where you could go in and actually they make coffee. They actually make some pretty good coffee beans. And they do live separate. They live separate from society. I actually talked to one on the phone that he handles kind of like, he used to be a lawyer, then he decided to become a monk. And I talked to him and he was kind of their representative because he understood law. He, you know, still knew that and, you know, law and, and about easements and stuff. And he was working on some contracts for him to help, you know, get, acquire some things. And so he was the only one that could really deal with it, the outside world because of what needed to be done. But most of them live, they don't deal with society, but we, you know, in the, in this era, you know, you're, you're going to be working around people who are, who, who are not believers, you know, like today I was in a court hearing and I know that there, you know, there's people there that probably don't have Jesus in their lives, but you know, we live in this world. We're not supposed to be yoked with them. But, you know, that's just different in this life. 
and but we are to purge evil out of our lives. You know, we are to live separate and holy. We're to be in our Bibles. We're to, you know, watch what we watch on TV and what we read, living separate lives. And because of that, you know, especially right now with this whole COVID-19, you know, you have two camps, you know, where one camp, they're totally fearful. They've shut down. They don't even do services at all. They just say, okay, just, you know, stay home and pray. There's some that aren't doing anything like that. They've just shut down. And then you have some Christians that are so, um, they, they believe this whole thing's a conspiracy theory and, you know, that it's the government trying to shut down worship. And I'm in that camp that it's like, you know, this is not a conspiracy theory. There is a virus out there. You know, being a news reporter, I've, you know, I just got done doing a story on, on a nurse, you know, who's, who's from Wyoming. And she's from Otto, which is about 10 minutes away from Basin where I work and she's a traveling nurse and she's on a contract in New York city where there's an epicenter of, of COVID-19. She has seen it with her very eyes. You know, there's no denial that there is a virus out there. And, you know, there are people in the assembly of God, um, denomination that have gotten it. And, you know, I, I've seen one where God is working miraculous through him and he's getting better. So, you know, yes, there is a virus. It can be dangerous. But I'm in that camp that we shouldn't be fearful. We should, you know, give it to the Lord and pray and trust in the Lord. And, and you know, but we also should, you know, respect government authority because, they're going to look at us and when we're being respectful to them, they're not telling us to stop worshiping. They're just telling us to, you know, not convene in a building right now. And, and I think a lot of Christians have misconstrued that as the government trying to trample on people's or, you know, our, on our freedom of religion now I know there are some governors in the United States that are using this as as a as a means to stop church altogether. But like here in Wyoming, you know, our governor's not trying to stop worship. He's not. You know, he's you know, we 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 have these flexibility you know, to do drive-in service as long as people are not getting out of their car and we're not mingling. We're good, you know, and pastors have been doing live streaming on Facebook and it's actually, you know, I feel like it's expanding the, the church because you're live streaming on Facebook and you have one person in your congregation that shares it to their friends. There's one friend in there that, you know, has never 
known about Jesus and all of a sudden it pops up on their timeline, they end up watching it and accepting Jesus into their life. So, you know, we're to live separate and holy and, and be living, you know, representatives. So, you know, being living representatives of, of Christ. And so that's just something that we really need to think about, you know, and, and let our lives, you know, be a testimony that's going to plant a seed, you know, you may not share the, you know, prayer salvation with, with a coworker, but you may plant a seed that later on is going to come to fruition, you know? So that's just something that was on my heart. And then, you know, even in the church, we do have to purge evil when, when somebody is, you know, blatantly sinning, you know, and they're not listening, you know, there's, steps that a church has to take in order for that to be resolved but at some point if you know you have a member that is completely living in sin blatantly and they're not repentant about it then you have you have to excommunicate them in order to you know keep your church separate from this and so that's just something that I wanted to share and then you know in Deuteronomy they talk about um law courts the different you know if the different levels of courts you know and it's like we see that in especially in the United States you see it here you know we have you know you have your circuit court then your district court and from district court is your Wyoming Supreme Court. And then it just keeps going up. And, you know, and the highest court is the U.S. Supreme Court. And they they handle, you know, some of these big, big cases that could affect nation, you know, laws, big federal laws. You know, they're, they're there to interpret the law. And, and, and I wanted to say, you know, here in the U.S., um, Prior to to Trump coming in, I was seeing that the U.S. because I was working for an attorney in, in the time of Obama. You know, many of the judges on the U.S. Supreme Court were they weren't interpreting the law; they were interpreting based on their own things. Um, the thing just went on, so I'm going to take a quick break. So we are back. It was actually not very much longer that they took. They just finished uh, making their recommendations um, and approved it. And that was all they were going to do at this meeting. So we heard good. And so continuing on what I was talking about with the, the U.S. Supreme Court was I just felt like they weren't interpreting the law. It was based on their own beliefs. And now, um, in this current administration, you're seeing judges, 
that are being put in because of, you know, when you look at what they believe in, it's, they, they go and look at the law. It's more out interpreting the law instead of putting their beliefs first. And so, and they've, they've caught a lot of bad rap, um, just because of what they, you know, do. And so, you know, I just wanted to share that. And, you know, we have, you know, a juice, a wonderful judicial system here. And, you know, you have to be careful, you know, you have to be wise in, in who you put and in your judge positions, you know, and be praying for them, be praying for them as, as believers, especially if you're a new believer, be praying for your judges, find out who your judges are in your local area and be praying for your Supreme court judges in your state and anybody in a higher court, you know, our higher court after the Wyoming Supreme court, it goes into Denver and, and all of that. So that's just something that I wanted to share. Then we go into, they talk about a king and, you know, this guidelines for a king and, you know, and today, you know, Christians do look for a, they try to look for a pastor, for a leader. Um, I'm just going to say, you know, when it comes to elections, be informed about who you know, who's running and, and, and get involved, you know, ask questions. If you have questions that, you know, you can call them and ask them. They have a number. Most of them get a separate cell phone for elections so that they can answer questions, you know, and find out what their beliefs, where they stand behind in, in regards to, you know, are they pro-life or are they for abortion, you know, when it comes to, you know, the Lord wanted the, the, the Israelites back then to allow him to choose a leader. And today, you know, especially in the United States, we have that freedom to, you know, elect our leaders. And so be prayerful about it. Be prayerful about it. Get involved. You know, don't, you know, just because you don't like, you know, both candidates don't throw your vote. You need to go and, and be informed and find out which one would be the best, you know, that you want to lead. And so, and, you know, I think a lot of Christians, you know, put a bad name, you know, rap on their name, you know, at, between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama several years ago, um, just because, they, they didn't like either candidate, so they decided not to go vote. You know, as Christians, you know, and I think this whole theme of this podcast is that, you know, our, our lives are to be a testimony. And that includes when we go out to vote, you know, how we vote. You know, you just have to live your life differently and, and be responsible about it, you know? So, 
that's just essentially, you know, what I, I wanted to talk about. I'm kind of looking because, you know, they're talking about the offerings, you know, the Levites, their, their inheritance was the Lord. We shouldn't get caught up in material possessions. You know, our inheritance comes from God. Our eyes should be focused on Jesus. Doesn't mean that you can't have nice things, but you, they shouldn't come before God. You know, I think we talked about, you know, purging evil, you know, the, you know, sorcery, that kind of stuff falls under, you know, purging evil. You know, in that time they had a prophet because the people didn't want to hear the voice. And so there's a prophet and this was actually pointing, um, to the ultimate prophet, which is Jesus, the Messiah. You know, so this is kind of a messianic prophecy. And, you know, he's our ultimate prophet. You know, so, and so now we have that access to God and to hear his voice. And he wants us to come, you know, and have a relationship with him. You know, they talk about the, the final things about the cities of refuge. God was providing, you know, for justice. You know, that's who God is, you know, justice. And he understood that there was going to be things that were going to rise. And he cared about it, you know, to have have that laid out. So that's essentially Deuteronomy. And I'm just going to jump right into Luke. And we're finishing up Luke chapter 6. Um these are, you know, from from verse 27 to through 42, it's, you know, and even through the rest of chapter 6, it's living differently. These are opposite of how the world wants us to live. You know, they want us to hate our enemies. But Jesus tells us to love our enemies. But if you think about it... You know, we were, you know, there's that song of um, reckless love. And there's that verse saying, while I was your enemy, you know, while I was your foe, you, you came and fought for me. That's essentially, you know, how the Lord was. He sent Jesus here. He fought for us. You know, he made a way of redemption for us, even though we were his foe. We were living separate. We weren't, we didn't deserve this. And in turn, he wants us to live that same way. And it's, it's having a heart that is becoming more like God. You know, when we're, you know, that's what this whole podcast is about is becoming more Christ-like. Going beyond just the, the accepting salvation and becoming more Christ-like you know, becoming a disciple. And, and that's what these attitudes are, is becoming more like God, loving our enemy. We're going to come across people that oppose us. And it's going to be hard, you know, because the natural reaction is you're going to want to get back. You're going to want to have revenge. You're not going to want to help them when they need help, 
And that's essentially, you know, living out our testimony is even how we react to those. You know, there was a meme that I saw and I shared on my Facebook and it said, you know, how we treat those or it was saying essentially that, you know, how we react to our enemies shows how empty the grave is, which means when we're, you know, loving our enemies, when we're helping them and living opposite from what the, the devil wants us to do, what the world wants us to do is showing that Christ is out of that grave. And it's the same way in regards to not judging others, not condemning, you know, forgiving. It's essentially, you know, showing that Christ is out of the grave, that that tomb is empty and how that you live. And, you know, and I think that's just this whole theme, you know, I didn't know how this theme was going to happen. It's, you know, letting our lives be a testimony of Christ being out of the grave. That's just funny how the Holy Spirit works. He actually does this to me in the newspaper as well, because when I'm doing my columns and stuff, there are times that I have no clue what I'm going to talk about. And it'll be Tuesday morning, deadlines at one, I get to work at nine, and all of a sudden the topic comes up, (laughs) what I'm going to write about. So, that's just how it is sometimes. You know, and and we see that in in the story of, of the tree bearing fruit. You know, what is the fruit of your life producing and showing to people? What kind of testimony is it giving? Is it bad fruit? You know, are you living in such a way that is producing bad fruit? Or are you living in a way, you know, showing that Christ is out of the tomb and there's this fruit, this good fruit that is passing on and planting seeds in in people's lives that are going to essentially become saved. You know, that's, that's something that we need to think about in our lives. What kind of fruit are we producing? How are we living that, that somebody is seeing and how that affects them? You know, and that even includes how you treat people in restaurants. You know, and I think when this whole COVID-19 is over, I think people are going to be so grateful for the waitresses and all of that. I think there's going to be a, a lot of compassion that happens. And I think we need to remind ourselves in that time to not let that wane, but continue to have compassion and love for those that serve us on a daily basis at the store, at a restaurant, at a coffee shop. Remember that. So, and then he he finishes off with the wise and foolish foolish builders. You know, on the foundation, where's your foundation at? You know, are you on Christ, who's that solid solid rock? 
You know, we think about right now in this COVID-19 with the pandemic. Where's your foundation at? You know, in such a time as this, where is your foundation of faith at? Is it in, in Christ? You know, yes, we're going through this trial, you know. We are kissing the wave. The wave is touching us. The rain is pouring on us. But our foundation in Christ isn't crumbling. I think there's a lot of people today that were on, you know, sinking sand, crumbly foundation, and is crumbling right now. And they're realizing that what they believed in was not, was was not, you know, the truth. And so I just want to challenge you guys to, to live out your faith as a testimony to Christ. And so that's it for today's episode. So I'm going to, um, tell you which, what our reading is and then, um, end in a prayer and call it a night. So for the next episode, uh, we're going to go over Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 15 through chapter 22, verse 12. Read Psalm 44, verses 9 through 16. I believe we'll be talking about that as well, if I'm thinking correctly. And then Proverbs 8, verses 22 through 24. And then Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 35. So I'm going to end in a prayer and I just want to say thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love, Lord. And I just pray, God, that our lives would be a testimony of Jesus being risen from the grave. And that, Lord, just work in our lives right now. Speak to our hearts. Convict our hearts where it needs to be convicted. And help us to make the changes we need to make. Help us to live in compassion for others, even including our enemies, Lord God. And that, Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just begin to be magnified and glorified in our lives. And we just give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, you guys.